welcome to another podcast by BNP Paribas Wealth Management. I'm Charlotte de Capoisson. Today, Edmund Shing, Global Chief Investment Officer of BNP Paribas Wealth Management, unveils his investment strategy for March 2023. Hello, Edmund. Hello, Charlotte. Is inflation rebounding? And if so, does this challenge our view of lower inflation throughout 2023? Quite clearly, if we look at the inflation statistics and also the growth statistics for January, we can note that firstly, growth has been stronger than expected in the US and Europe, as well as in China in January, but also that inflation numbers did not fall as much as one might have hoped in the US and Europe. However, bear in mind that these are just one month's numbers. Bear in mind that January is the month of the year where we see the greatest level of seasonal adjustments. So it's very difficult to interpret these numbers by themselves. Rather, we prefer to look at a longer range trend. And if we look over several months, the trend in inflation is clear. It is down. It is down in the US, it is down in Europe. And we believe over the next six months that inflation will continue to trend lower because inflation components today are already falling, whether you talk about rents, goods prices or energy prices. Why are short-term Euro government bonds a good investment today? Well, because of the rise in inflation in January, bond markets have taken fright. To give you an example, the two-year Italian government BTP yield has moved up from 2.8% to 3.8% in six weeks on the back of this growth and inflation surprise. We consider, as I've just said, that inflation will continue to fall and growth rates will also fall. So we believe that the markets have overreacted in the short term and that today's levels on short-term government bonds in Europe are an excellent entry point at 3.8% for a two-year yield in Italy and 3.2% for a two-year German yield. To give you a forecast, we expect the two-year German bond yield to fall to 2.5% by the end of the year. So for conservative investors today, now is an excellent entry point into these short-term bonds. Edmund, are stock markets about to fall again after rebounding since October? Well, quite clearly, we've had a strong rebound since October. In the last couple of weeks, we have seen a small correction in the US and in emerging markets such as China. Put this in context, however, that the rebound since October had been incredibly strong. So it is normal to see a bit of a calming or a cooling off after such a strong trend. These things cannot go on forever like that. However, I would point out that European stocks have been incredibly resilient and actually have not really fallen at all. In fact, they look like they're going to move higher and we remain optimistic stocks, world ex US stocks in particular, focusing on Europe, UK and China right now. Why should investors add alternative asset exposure to their portfolios in your opinion? We believe there are two clear reasons for adding alternative assets to any portfolio which already contain stocks, bonds and property. They are reasons of yield, you know, making money and also reasons of diversification. So we take the diversification first. Look at last year. 2022 was a tough year for investors in stocks and bonds and even property. However, those who had invested in commodities, in infrastructure funds or in trend following and merger arbitrage hedge funds made money. These were not correlated with the general trend down in stocks and bonds. So diversification is important because yes, when stocks and bonds do well, everyone's happy. But in those years where stocks and bonds don't do well, you are happy you've diversified into these other asset classes that still perform well over the long term, but in a different way, just at a different time 
to stocks and bonds. Secondly, in terms of return, you can get excellent returns from alternative assets, particularly those which are illiquid. I'm thinking here, for instance, private equity funds. We like buyout private equity funds because over the long term, performance has been much stronger for these funds than for publicly listed equities. But of course, you are tied up in the long term. These are illiquid assets. You cannot buy one day and sell the next. So it is normal that investors should get a higher return in return for locking their money up for longer. Which asset classes, the loss value in 2021 and 2022, have potential to rebound this year? We see three asset classes as very interesting after underperforming for two years straight. Firstly, emerging market sovereign bonds, which have a high yield today, but where we see the fundamentals improving. Secondly, Chinese equities. Again, the Chinese reopening trade, we believe, is very much on. The economy is rebounding strongly and will continue to rebound, and that helps Chinese equities after two very tough years in 2021 and 2022. And thirdly, within the commodity complex, all commodities have done well, except for silver. Silver has not done as well, even as other precious metals like gold, and we believe there's huge potential in silver to catch up to other commodities, in particular gold, given the strong underlying industrial demand for silver, for instance, from solar panels and electronics. So those are our three favoured underperforming asset classes to look at this year. Do you have a word of conclusion? So in conclusion, we like world XUS stocks. We like investment grade corporate bonds. We now like short term Eurozone government bonds. And within alternative assets, we would favour buyout private equity funds, infrastructure funds, and certain hedge fund strategies such as trend following and merger arbitrage. Thank you very much, Edmund Sheng. And to our audience out there listening to this podcast, please like, share and subscribe to our podcast channel on any provider of your choice, such as Apple Podcast, Podcast Addict and Spotify. See you soon.